Hi there, welcome back. I'm Camille with Hill with Camille. And today I want to talk about trauma. And we know that trauma and pain change us. Um, I want to give a little history of how that happens when you're literally entering a state of trauma uh, in the mind and in your spirit. So when something traumatic happens, we really get frozen. It's like something stops us. And the amygdala is the center part of our brain that gets hijacked. And so when the amygdala is triggered, we go into fight or flight or freeze. So fight, flight, or freeze. And one of those responses, um, it affects our thinking. We're not rationally thinking. We're, everything seems to slow down and we are hyper fixated and hyper focused for the moment. So it seems like everything is happening and we have no control. So in a moment of shock, um, when people have got a trauma or, or past experience that they haven't processed, that moment of shock has a lot of energy in it. We spend our spirit in those moments of trauma and moments of shock. And so if you put yourself back in that moment, uh, we'll relive that. And a lot of people have a hard time going there because they live their life from that trauma on saying, I must never feel or experience that ever again. And especially if you got a painful traumatic experience as a child, what you think and decide at the end of that trauma is a conclusion about how life is going to be or how you can't ever be alone, etc. So if you're walking alone in the park and you're a little kid or something and someone scares you or someone grabs you, at the end of that incident, you will think, I'm never going to go through this again. Well, how do I prevent that? I'm not going to be in the park. I don't want to walk alone. I don't want to ever feel like I can be picked up or grabbed. So you, you kind of start figuring out solutions to that incident, that trauma. And so trauma creates a problem in the field of the mind. And so the mind is always strategically trying to figure out in the future how to never experience that trauma again. And we can get pretty creative as human beings on how to avoid ever going through that kind of pain and suffering ever again. You know, when I worked with some clients and they were young, when their parents got divorced, uh, maybe they had horrific fights, there was violence, there was alcohol or drugs. Children will say they would go hide in their room. Um, they didn't want to ever come out. They didn't want to hear their parents fighting. And so loud noises bothered them from the, to this day. And even in relationships, you know, if they start having conflict with their with their girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, they start shutting down and it's an automatic response. It isn't something that we really are cognitively choosing. So it's interesting in the field of the mind um, how the mind just kind of takes over and starts protecting us in a way. It takes us away from the pain or away from the fear or the memory, really, so that we don't relive that. So some people disassociate. When they're disassociated, they just cannot be in the moment. Um, they pull back and they can't respond uh, normally, or they're literally erratic or crazy. So they, again, they're not responding normally. You know, how do you know if you've got some sort of trauma? Well, you might overreact in the moment for a situation. Something might happen and it shocks you. You feel a pit in your gut. You know, what does a shock and trauma feel like? Uh, you might feel frozen. You might feel that you can't articulate, that the words won't come out and your body is tense or locked down in some way. It's definitely a sensation that when, if you've ever gone through feeling a moment of shock, it really is something that you will never forget. These kind of shocks and traumas, I think, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't have shock and trauma, and even military personnel that I've worked with, the famous term is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. My term for it is shock or trauma, and so something happens and 
it almost starts replaying in the field of the mind like the past is is happening all over again. I'll give you an example. I had a client and he was in the military and where he went, um, there were roadside bombs routinely. And these roadside bombs were left in dark black boxes or packages or bags. Um, and when he would you know, drive past them, he'd have to veer off. And, and it was a, just a dangerous situation. Always, they were almost you know, killed routinely. And he drives a backhoe you know, now in Utah. And he, lo- he loves driving. But when he's on the road and he sees something that reminds him of a roadside bomb, potentially, he instantly just has a knee-jerk reaction. He's not even choosing it. It's just like a, an instinct veers away from it. You know, he had this, this one moment where it was just a bag of garbage, a black bag of garbage. And this was happening, you know, frequently. And he's, he would notice himself just automatically, his body was just, you know, veering off, uh, off the road. And he realized, I've got something going on here. So when I sat down with him, I asked him, I, we did a timeline and I said, you know, what shocks and traumas uh, you think they're still affecting you? Because I knew he had some PTSD and he wanted to work through that. And he told me that this experience was happening to him routinely. So what I did with him is I said, okay, go back to the time. Tell me where you were in the war. And was there something that happened? Was there a roadside bomb that affected you or somebody that you knew? Well, yes. In fact, the truck in front of him had hit a bomb and blew up and it killed some some people that he loved. And this was always a fear of everybody driving on these roads. This was a routine fear. And so his shock and trauma was immediate death, loss, and it could happen like that. So when he went through this shock and trauma, he said, this must never happen again. So what is he doing? Every time he'd see something out of the corner of his eye, he might see a black bag when he's driving his back home. And he would just automatically veer off because he couldn't go through that experience again. Um, I, I do think, you know, imagine having a ball thrown at you. Your body's going to respond and try and catch that ball so you don't get hit. Our bodies are, are paying attention. We do have an instinct. We do have something that's trying to keep us alive all the time. And this is, I think, brilliant of our, our human species as homo sapiens, right? But trauma and shock definitely can alter your life experience. And when you're in a shock and a trauma, your world gets a little smaller and you feel less in control. You have less power and you don't feel like you have a lot of choices. You feel like you have to do things to hunker down and stay present. And it seems like it's effort to just get through the moment. I've had some people that went through some physical abuse and they almost feel like they've left their body. They were observing the incident from outside of themselves because they, they just couldn't be with it. They couldn't handle it. And this is the kind of stuff that probably needs to get processed because if you don't process these things, there seems to be patterns that get set up in your life in the future and you never know when this stuff's going to get triggered. Like my client that's driving on the road and a black bag's there and he's just got this physical instinct to just get away from it. This is something that creates an involuntary response or reaction. And if you don't stop and deal with these kind of traumatic events, in, in the future, something's going to hit that button, like we all have a button to push. And when that button gets pushed, you're going to respond like you did when that trauma hit you in the past, the original trauma. At the end of that incident, usually it's an incident you know, what I try and get people to look at is what did you observe? What did you decide? How did you act? And then what are the results? And that's kind of how life is. We observe, we decide, we act, and we create results. But in a moment of shock and trauma, your ability to process is off. So you aren't observing clearly. You're not making correct decisions or assessments. 
your actions are going to be out of a survival instinct, and then you're going to create results probably that just create a safety for you. So you're, you're just living in survival. So if you, if that's how you survived the moment in the past, let's fast forward to the future. And if something's going on that you're triggered by, you're going to be emotional. You're going to be upset about it. Now, maybe you're verbal about it. Maybe you're nonverbal about that, but it will hijack you. It will take you over. And so on the inside, you're clearly upset. You're triggered. There's a trauma that goes on. And in the field of the mind, that past incident is superimposed on the present moment. And it starts playing out like it's happening again. And so you're experiencing the same moods, the same sensations in your body, and the same decisions that you made back at the original trauma. And that's how you start living in the moment. Now, what if that's not the proper you know, response for the moment? And most of the time it's not. That's when life gets a little crazy. You might act erratic. You might act a little um, over, over overreaction for the moment. And if you're doing that, you're not going to be effective in your present day. So when I sit down with people that are going through um, some sort of traumatic event or loss, um, it's more important for them to stop and deal with the emotion, deal with the fear, deal with the sadness, deal with the anger. Whatever feeling got frozen, it's almost like they're frozen. There's a lot of frozen emotion in their body, in their mind with what happened to them. Because everything is a life or death uh, event, a life or death feeling when you're in a shock or a trauma. And it almost feels like if you're going to get triggered by that in the moment that you could die right now. So again, the, the soldier that I worked with, they had PTSD where any black bag was sending him off, you know, emotionally. When he started processing that, I had to go through the events with him one at a time. And there's a process of desensitization. So I think police do this too. Uh, they they kind of go through multiple ways of asking the same question to get you to answer. But in, in the realm of desensitizing somebody, you want to ask them to look at it over and over. Tell me again what happened. What were you feeling? What were you experiencing? Anything else you missed? Look at it again. And you, you kind of do that over and over. If that's all you can do is just tell the story over and over with a committed listener, that someone can listen to you and understand you and, and not judge you, just say, thank you for sharing. What else? What else? You know, that's critical that you don't add to their story or you don't go, oh my gosh, you poor thing. Or, or you, you don't want to add emotion to it. You just want that person to be able to clear it. And how they clear it, how I clear it with them, is I have them just share what occurred. And they just share what occurred. I say, great, let's go through it again. Now tell me exactly what happened. Where are you? What, and, and what did you decide? And what were you witnessing? Because that is how you make them deal with it. You've got to confront the incident, confront the trauma, and multiple times so that they don't have an that's not got a strong effect on them in the present time anymore. This is a form of clearing, processing clearing, and this is what people need to do to kind of recover from their shock and trauma. So if that helped you, I'd, I'd like to share more about that. I'd, I'd love to be able to help you more if you want to come in and talk about your shocks and traumas. If not, you want to find someone that can sit with you as a committed listener and with no judgment, no opinion, just listen and have you share over and over what you went through and really look and see what you decided what emotion got stuck and frozen in your system and um, that you need to kind of release and share and let out. And in doing that, you're going to free yourself from unwanted conditions that you've got in the present time because you're not going to react from the past trauma. You're going to be able to choose your response from the moment. When you've got an involuntary reaction in the moment, uh, that usually indicates that you've got a past trauma that you haven't cleared. And everyone's got a past trauma. I've never met anybody without 
some sort of past trauma, whether it was getting physically injured or a betrayal. Betrayal is an interesting one. When you've been betrayed by somebody that you love, it's almost like a physical slam, uh, like a sideswipe, yet it's not physical. It's an emotional thing. And when you've been betrayed by someone you trusted, it's like the world seems warped and you're unable to kind of keep up with what's going on. And it's chaotic. So there's a lot of confusion in this uh, moment of shock and trauma. And it takes a little bit of time to kind of process through what's happening to you because you are starting to see the world a whole different way. And the reality is not the same. So when any sort of quick reality shift where you can't really keep up with the change can cause a shock and a trauma. So when you've got someone who's lying to you or you catch them doing something you would never imagine them doing, it does seem to, again, narrow your focus. Your breathing is more rapid. Your body's going through a fight or flight response, fight, flight, or freeze. The amygdala is hijacked and you are having a hard time processing and comprehending what's happening right here, right now. If you ever go through that kind of an experience, that is called a shock and a trauma. And that can cause PTSD if you don't have that processed out and you can sit there and clear it and talk about that. That's the most important thing is to talk about it, clear it, and relive it and share the pain with somebody else that's a committed listener in your life. I hope these uh, little tidbits that I share help you. And if you're going through anything like this, I'd love to sit with you and help you. So you can reach out to me at healwithcamille.com. That's H-E-A-L with W-A-T-H. Camille, K-I-M-I-L-E dot com. Thanks.